complicated. Today I bring you days of the week. The concept of weekends and weekdays has morphed in a strange way for me as I grew up. Talking of growing up, I think in a lot of ways, the wisest, most spiritually elevated stage of life is childhood or maybe babyhood. But even if we too accustomed to our adult minds by now, ignore that gurgling, drooling, bawling and chuckling stage of life when poop and food are just sensations and have not gathered the layered baggage of emotions and feelings and cravings and attitudes, etc., the golden halo of childhood shines forth like a cleansed landscape after the first heavy shower of the season. And one of its features is, or used to be when I was a child, which was a whole different era, I can tell you, the complete ignorance of the distinction between weekdays and weekends. You rose each day like a king, tumbled out of bed and did the first thing that your mind prompted you to do. And it wasn't boring stuff like go to the bathroom or brush your teeth or wash your face, etc. I mean, come on, have you ever seen a lion doing that? Huh? How belittling for the magnificent animal, even the thought of it seems. Come to think of it, that's what you were as a child in my generation. A magnificent, royal being. You could sit on muddy ground, run barefoot, climb a guava tree, upturn your bucket of toys, making that happy rattle that only toys can, bang a spoon on a table, hide under the bed, hop up on a windowsill with your new storybook, eat that extra pastry, run out to play with your friends or holler for them to come out of their homes if you didn't see them, run around breathless, laugh hysterically, find cocoons and watch them turn into butterflies, make mud cakes, eat ravenously, with no distinction between weekdays or weekends. On some days you saw one parent at home and on some days both. On some days you went out with them and on some days you didn't. But it didn't occur to you that that could be because of some distinct classification of days. Heck, you didn't know a week was a container for days. So you merrily treated your home like an extension of your playground and vice versa. I can see I'm not getting any closer to what I set out to talk about, but hey, I think the determined part in setting about is overrated. I mean, sure, set about, but not resolutely every time. Sometimes, preferably most times, it should be a light-hearted, skip-in-my-step kind of setting about, with ample room for stopping to smell the roses, with excited anticipation in your heart and a song on your lips, or vice versa. But then, excited anticipation may make your lips quiver. Not sure if that's good or bad, useful or not, aspirationally fruitful or respirationally bothersome. Oh, you get the picture. 
let me get back to the matter at hand. Weekdays and weekends. It helped that even when you started going to school, life didn't change much beyond getting another set of friends, a sweet-natured, always-smiling teacher who generously doled out goods and very goods, wrote nice things about you on a simple, sparsely worded report card and provided you with more opportunities to play. Life was basically like colorful balls of plasticine, Play-Doh, which you gleefully rolled around into smooth balls or stretched into long snakes between your palms. It was soft, pliable, and putty in your hands. Again, some days you went to school and some days you didn't. You took it in your stride, not hankering for one while being in the other. <gasps> wow, that's profound. Not hankering for one while being in the other. Wow. Love the sound of it. We'll try it slowly now. Not hankering for one while being in the other. What a simple mantra for life. Well, I sheepishly admit that I did do some hankering for home when being dropped off at school. My dear gullible dad sometimes brought me back much to my mother's annoyance. But it was all good. Life was still putty in your hands. In higher classes of the Montessori school I went to, when I was at an age which parents of today consider old enough to understand, obey, respect, prioritize, behave, read between lines, sense mood of parents, not cause stress, not create problems, etc., etc., one finally became aware of the days of the week. Though I don't remember ever having to memorize them or cram the names of colors, shapes, flowers, fruits, vegetables, occupations, modes of transport, etc., in our wonderful minds which were super busy absorbing everything from the environment and creating their own learning about the world. So as I was saying, at age five, the two-day weekend seemed luxuriously long. When you arrived home from school on Friday afternoon, you bounced around the house, playing in the veranda, running out to the garden to try to catch butterflies, eating a leisurely lunch prepared lovingly by your mother, having your friends over to play under the mango tree in the garden, creating your own worlds and games to amuse yourself. Somewhere in between, you ran in when your mother called, down the big glass of milk in one go, wiped off the milky mustache with the back of your hand and ran out to continue observing, analyzing, interpreting, reflecting, evaluating, solving problems and making decisions with your friends. Yeah, I know. Too much playing. But man, was it fun. Friday turned into Saturday and more of the same happened 
including sometimes an outing to watch a movie or to the circus if it was in town or to just visit someone. At times, people came to visit us. It was an age when adults allowed children to hold their own conversations with visitors and unselfconsciously pick up any of the snacks being offered. Everyone would do the same and you were never made to feel any less intelligent or sensitive. You sat and listened to the conversations around you. I remember being specially fascinated by post-dinner ghost stories. So basically, weekends were like day-long fests when one didn't have to wake up at a particular time or don a uniform and go away from home. They lasted a long, long time. But always, always brought a Monday morning in their wake. Though blue was still the color of the sky or your favorite frock, what I felt on a Monday morning even then was a clear case of the blues. It was akin to the genie being sucked back into the magic lamp with a whoosh. All merrymaking and gaiety vanished overnight and you were left holding your undone homework and a hollow feeling in the pit of your stomach as you trudged to school. You returned from there, weighed down by the thought of the school week that lay ahead. Cut to 20 years later. I had just got married and my husband worked for a company which had a six-day week. That is the bluest I have felt over the weekend. Saturday evening provided a narrow window of carefree weekend time because when we arose on Sunday mornings, it was depressing to think that the next day was a working day. Several years later, I had a healthier equation with the weekend. As I had a five-day work week and I worked only half days. Heck, it was almost like being back in school. Now, as a freelancing squirrel, I have more or less complete freedom to decide my work days. So a working Monday may be followed by a Sunday-like Tuesday, as weekends and weekdays have merged into one, like the way differently colored Play-Doh balls could be merged into each other by rolling them together creating a strange muddled new color with streaks of the constituent ones flashing here or there. Does that mean life has come full circle and I'm back to my Play-Doh days again? Or does it mean I have been running around a large circle with the end merging into the beginning? Maybe time isn't linear, but cyclic. Maybe it's an all-at-once thing with the past, present and future, just flashes of different colors in a big ball of plasticine of muddled color. Maybe, maybe I am muddled. Maybe this is the Sunday that followed the Monday or the Monday that preceded the Sunday. Maybe, maybe...